Welcome to Riff Ram Review, your TCU sports talk home right here on 88.7 KTCU. Here are your hosts, Seth Dowdle, Ian Nepetian, and Zion Trammell. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Riff Ram Review here on KTCU on 88.7 The Choice. My name's Ian Nepetian, and I'm joined alongside Zion Trammell and Seth Dowdle on this fine evening here in Fort Worth. We wanted to bring you guys a bonus episode as the baseball season just wrapped up on Sunday. and We've got a lot to share with you guys heading into the postseason, which starts on Tuesday with the AL and NL wildcard game. So we've got a lot to get into, but how is your guys' week starting? It is good. It is a, it's, a, it's a good start to the week. Baseball season is still happening, and uh, we have reason to be invested, and that's something to uh, be happy about, especially here in the Metroplex. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait. I got my Adrian Beltre jersey on right now, and uh, it's nice. We have Seth here sitting next to us, not in the other studio, so it's nice to have all of us together in the same room. Exactly. It feels weird. Yeah. I, it's going to be the first time where I actually know when Zion's about to talk. And he knows when I'm about to talk, and we don't awkwardly yeah. interrupt each other because our backs aren't facing each other this time. So this is fun. This is good. You know, we're making improvements. Exactly, exactly, making improvements. But anyways, we want to dive right into it. It's gonna be not. It's not gonna be too long of an episode, but we want to hit all of our marks talking about the postseason picture. And just, I guess, we'll start off with how did we all get here? It's been a long season, 162 games, obviously, um, but. We wanted to start off in the American League, specifically talking about the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros. Obviously, you two are Rangers fans. The season maybe didn't end exactly. Sorry, the regular season maybe didn't end the exact way you guys would have hoped, but you guys are in the playoffs. You guys won game game 161 to clinch that wild card spot, and then obviously Houston taking the division on the final day after they beat um, the Arizona Diamondbacks. But I mean, for the Rangers, you guys finished 90 and 72. That's 22 games more in the winning column than it was a year ago that's got to feel pretty good for you guys it does uh there's a there's a lot that you know you could say went wrong in the last week or the last month you know last two months for the rangers and how they you know let up let the astros catch them let the mariners catch them for a little bit a little bit there but uh with how long of a season the baseball season is uh to put into perspective how big of an accomplishment this is, this is a 22-game uh, win improvement for the Rangers from last year after losing 94 games last season. To to reach that 90-win mark in year one over uh, with Bruce Bochy and year one with Chris Young at the helm as the general manager, uh, certainly an accomplishment and certainly something you can build upon going forward. But I know that everyone in that clubhouse and everyone in the Metroplex and every Ranger fan, no matter where they are, is you know the, the here and now. Still with how many injuries, still with how much of an underdog story they might be is very you know very much looking forward to what they can do in the immediacy but uh a little unfortunate in how it all ended because this is a team where if you had five days just to reset get everyone you know whoever's injured right now isn't coming back in five days but you could just you know rest a little bit you don't have to go to tampa you could go to go back home to arlington for five days and rest and play in front of your home crowd on Saturday. Now you're facing potentially four road games in a row, maybe even five before you get to go back to Arlington, if you even get that far. 
Yeah, it's certainly been a season of up and ups and downs, and especially in the last couple of months where the Rangers went on an eight-game winning streak and also an eight-game losing streak, right? I a believe. span of two weeks or three weeks or so, yeah, an eight-game winning streak. Yes, yeah, so, so your conf- the confidence in the team has certainly altered as a fan. I think they all had – the players had the same vision to get to the postseason – and I think it's unfortunate that, you know, you had the division lead for mo- majority of the season and you lost it on the last day. But there is optimism and there's hope that the Rangers could make a run here. And I think we're all just really happy to finally finally be in the postseason for the first time in seven years. So I'm really excited and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how both these teams play out. Yeah, you kind of touched on it, though, but how did we get here? How did they lose the division, right? And that's Houston, you know got it back they 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 roared back to the lead in early september held held it for around 23 or t- some odd days right and then all of a sudden the kansas city royals and the oakland athletics play them and they can't they can't beat them it was fascinating to watch as, as someone from a bird's eye view who doesn't particularly care about how the royals a's or even astros are doing on a day-to-day basis to watch that team collapse against no fencing and the worst competition in baseball right yep and then their backs are against the wall heading into the last week. They're two and a half games back of the Rangers, and they played their best baseball when they needed to play their best baseball. They went two out of three against Seattle. Uh, pretty much, I mean, Seattle had an opportunity in the last series against the Rangers, but pretty much kicking Seattle to the curb and, and, and squashing their postseason hopes right then and there. And then, you know, the Diamondbacks gave no hope to the Rangers in the desert. They uh, they killed the Diamondbacks every single game. They sent out Verlander in game one uh Javier was pretty good I don't remember if he pitched game two or three but he was good as well and then uh they just dismantled them on in game 162 on Sunday so that's how the Astros got there uh we're always on the Rangers tail as a as a fan of the Rangers no matter how big the division league got and I don't know if you can agree with this it all I always felt on edge because I knew that they could turn it on at any moment of time, and I always felt like the Rangers, you know, the the when was when was Cinderella going to turn back into a pumpkin sort of scenario? When was that going to uh, come about? Fortunately, they never really turned into a pumpkin, but they certainly got close, and that gave the Astros enough leeway to come back and catch them. It also didn't help that the Rangers really did not play good against the Astros this season, and that's where the tiebreaker came in and you know eliminated them from winning the division. Yeah, and and I mean just kind of looking back. When the Rangers got once that All Star break came around, the Rangers were fifty two and thirty nine. Now, I mean, you guys carried over and continued to play great baseball in the second half. But to you guys, does it feel more like you guys lost the the AL West, or is it that hey, look, credit to Houston, they they pushed up on our butts and they they got over the line. I think it was more of honestly, I think it was the Rangers sort of losing it, but it wasn't necessarily all their fault. It was circumstances with injuries. Lots of injuries stacked up. Jonah Heim, Nathan Evaldi, Corey Seager, Adolis Garcia, all their top players got injured. And those are circumstances that are out of the Rangers' control. What was in their control was the bullpen collapsing. They kind of held strong in the first half. They lost a lot of games in the second half. And Houston did enough to where they could come back. And And you never could count out the Astros. That's just how good of a team they've been. They've dealt with a lot themselves, and yet they still won the division. So it's a credit to the Astros, but it is also partially with the Rangers. The Rangers blew 33 saves this season and only converted 30 of them. This was the worst team to reach the playoffs uh, 
uh, with more blown saves than actual saves since the than, since that stat became official in the 60s. Oh wow! So uh, it's kind of a miracle, almost. You know, it's it's really a credit to them to the team in the first half of the season when they built that big cushion, right? Without that cushion that they built before the All Star break. They wouldn't be here. And obviously, they, they found ways to win when it mattered. This offense is very, very good. Uh, and they have they carried the team on their back for much of the season. But it's going to be interesting whenever it, the postseason comes around how that plays out. Because if there's a, if there's a, a staple of, of World Series winning teams in the past, it is they have a magnificent bullpen. What comes to mind is those that 2014-2015 Kansas City Royals squad. That bullpen, it was just the starter go five, and then if you have a lead after five innings, the Royals win the game. That's how that went. So, And that's not the case with the Rangers. It's always like, we have six outs. Who's getting the six outs yeah. sort of thing? And it's, it's, it's a question mark, but if there's a guy who you trust to traverse that, it's uh, I think it's this coaching staff. Yep. Well, now shifting gears, we want to talk about now the ALEs. Kind of look at that because, I mean, talking about, you, you mentioned creating yourself a, just, just a bit of a cushion there. Tampa Bay Rays started the season 13-0. and It almost felt like an automatic lock after that that you would— I certainly thought so. I mean, right, that, that you would win the ALEs. I mean, for sure, I think the automatic lock was for sure that they'd get into the playoffs, which they did, but they ended up losing the ALEs going behind two games to— the Baltimore Orioles, who finished 101 in 61. What a season that was for Baltimore, for Baltimore fans. I mean, talk about a team that rebuilt the right way and has just some some great young talent there. It, it's exciting. And I'll, I'll let you go first. Here. Yeah, it is exciting. And I'm happy for Baltimore fans and for Tampa Bay. How hard is that that you won that many games and you're playing in the wild card round? Whereas a t- team with the Twins who didn't even get to 90 wins is going to host, you know, while, well, sorry. They're both in the wild card. Yeah, they're both in the yeah. wild card. But the point being is that they, you know, they, they had a much much better season and they're still a lower seed than Minnesota. Yeah. So it's unfortunate, but, you know, credit to Baltimore for, for pulling through. And it sucks they won't have Felix Bautista, though. Yeah, that, that bullpen is, is, is very good, still is very good. Mm-hmm. But that is a, a group of young players who, if if they play their cards right, could run that division for a little while. That's a, that's a good bunch of, of young of young talent they have there. Adley Rutschman, obviously the face. Gunnar Henderson uh, emerged as a, as, a, as a really good player this season. And they got a, a really good bullpen. Felix Bautista, you know, he's he's injured, but, you know, hopefully his, his recovery goes smooth and quickly. Really looking forward to seeing what Baltimore does. Uh, that crowd for Game One of the ALDS, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point in time. Whenever I guess maybe this Wednesday, right? Whenever maybe we figure out who they're playing. I am so excited to see that crowd. I I think I get a video once a week of that Delman Young yep, yep, RBI bases clearing double in 2014 and how loud that environment was. I can only imagine what it's going to be like on Saturday. I imagine. I hope they get the night game. I hope they get yeah. a night game. Yeah, and, and and again, I think with this Orioles team, it's it's at least from a neutral standpoint. You know, for me being an A's fan and not really caring too much about who gets, you know, who gets through to the ALDS or ALCS or World Series at that. But the Orioles are just a fun team that I feel like everyone's kind of 
joined hands and joined arms around for this season. I mean, the Orioles are just a fun team. You you don't want to see the Orioles fail. They're a team that I felt like everyone just kind of got behind and was like, good for them. They've had some really, really tough years over the over the you know last couple of seasons, but now that they've rebuilt, they've put together this team and now they can, you know, potentially go make a run for something. It's it's pretty exciting as a as a neutral fan. What I like about this American League playoff field is just for me personally, I think there's only one team that you look at on a national level, and I'm going to put my Rangers bias aside here, on a la- national level that people don't like. And it is still the Astros. Mm-hmm. But Baltimore, that's a really good story, yeah. right? Yeah. A bunch of young players who are very easy to root for. Uh, Tampa Bay... I never they're never villains, right? Yeah. They're just they're always just a scrappy group of individuals who on their own you don't think that they're gonna amount to much, but when they come together and that with that great coaching staff and that great front office, they somehow put together magical seasons. Toronto, that's just you know, it's this ain't the Jose Bautista Edwin Encarnacion Toronto Blue Jays. This yeah. is a, a a fun group of young players. Again, like Bo Bichette, Vladimir Guerrero. They're going to mash, right? And it's a, it's a, f- a lot of fun to watch them play. Minnesota, I haven't met a single person in the world who has ever despised the Minnesota Twins. I don't know if y'all can uh, – have y'all? No. No. I don't know anybody from the Central, really. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. And then the Rangers have sucked so much for people to dislike them, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah you know, I, but but no, I, I think that's the whole story right now, at least within the AL, because we follow the AL much more closely. At least I can say that just because, obviously, you know – my team is in the AL, your guys' team is in the AL, but there's a lot of great storylines and, and kind of touching on something that you talked about, kind of transitioning to the AL and NL Central, right? Firstly, talking about the Minnesota Twins. Congratulations, you're in the playoffs, but it it was kind of expected at a certain point just because the AL Central has historically, and at, at least in recent years, it hasn't been super competitive, and that was kind of the same you know, storyline and headline this year. The Twins being the only team over 500 in the American League Central, it's kind of like, okay, you know, good for you. But they might be that little outlier team that maybe ha- hasn't ha- still has stuff to prove into this postseason. Yeah, they're going to definitely have a lot to prove. And I could totally see a lot of people picking Toronto just because of that fact that they were kind of handed the division. But they definitely earned it. They have good starting pitching. It's just unfortunate that that division was so uncompetitive. You always want to see a tight race in every division at the end of the season. That's what you all. That's what we all live for because you know the dog days of July and August can get really difficult. But once you get to September, you hope that things are competitive, and that just wasn't the case in the AL Central. Here's the stat for the Twins. This is what we're looking at. I think we all know the stat that I'm about to say. It has been since October 5th, 2004 that they have won a playoff game. They have appeared in 18 of them since that day, and they have lost all of them. Will I and we're going to I mean, well, we're going to pick later whether or not we think they actually can win one, but that's something that can they finally break the curse i don't know there's what was the red sox curse called before they won a world series in 2004 oh, it was like the the curse of the bambino yeah yeah. Right? yeah yeah what is the what is the twins curse the twin the, the triplet curse the triplet curse oh my gosh yeah i mean that's brutal as a fan that's hard to watch oh yeah i mean to see your team make it back that many times and just consistently n- n- not not show up but just you have all those opportunities and you can't really make anything of it that's got to be tough but i'm I, I think this will definitely be a good series, which we'll definitely look forward to later on. Yeah, I'll probably have the, the standings pulled up for the Central, but Detroit finishing second, 
instead of Cleveland. If you would have told nope. me that at the midway point of the season, even after Cleveland started throwing away all their players to yeah. other teams, I mean, like they just give up. They did. They did just give yeah. up, which is unfortunate. Given that it was uh, Francona's last season, exactly. Yeah, and 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 with Francona, I mean, what what a great manager, what a great personality to have in baseball. But now shifting gears, talking about the NL Central, the Brewers. I mean, coming into the season, I think. I mean, obviously, people expected the Brewers to be contending, but you got to talk about the Cardinals just quickly. I mean, what a horrid season if you're a Cardinals fan. To not be competing in a in a in a division that's already not incredibly competitive, over the last couple of years, minus one or two seasons, it's been the Brewers that have been the most consistent, and they've been challenging for that NL Central title this this whole time. But for them, gosh, I mean, what, what was their record in the in the NL Central? Ninety two and seventy. Next up were 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 the Chicago Cubs at eighty three and seventy nine, and then reds pirates and then cardinals coming in at the at the bottom of the barrel there the cubs i think is kind of another thing i want to touch on in the postseason picture they're not in they are not a part of the party but at the beginning of the month i believe they had a 94 percent chance to make the in a wild card and they had an utter collapse which is epitomized by their series in atlanta last weekend where everything that could go wrong went wrong uh, Seiya Suzuki's dropping fly balls that are right next to him. And the Braves, you know, they're good. They're a good baseball team. You don't expect to go into Atlanta and win a lot of games, but the Cubs had them. They yeah. had them right where they wanted them. And they missed the postseason, which th- this Cubs team, even though they were never favorites to win the division, were a ton of fun. You got a Cody Bellinger resur- resurgent season where he's going to make a lot of money on the free agent market oh, yeah. now because people you know, believe in his abilities once again. Marcus Stroman's going to make a ton of money. Uh, Justin Steele's going to finish second in the Cy Young voting. Who would have thought that was uh, going to happen? And uh, Dansby Swanson's just a cool little guy. Everyone loves Dansby Swanson. Yeah, the Cubs will be good. They'll be okay. It's just unfortunate that how that turned out. There's a lot of teams in the National League, including the Cardinals, that I think came short of expectations. And I think the National League Central... How I looked at it this year was it was a team of like each team had different spurts where they were good. Like the Pirates in the beginning of the season, they oh, yeah. they were really good for some they were reason. Twenty and nine, and then they collapsed. The Cubs of you know, or sorry, the Reds were good during the summer with Ellie De La Cruz, and then that hype kind of went down a little bit, and they started to fall off. The Cubs were good throughout the summer, and then they sort of collapsed. The Brewers stayed consistent all season long, and that's why they're the division champs. Yeah, the Reds, uh, again, another team that had a shot to make oh, the wild card, yeah. just finished two games out of the of that last wild card spot, three and seven in their last ten games. Yeah. And to me, that is an, that is attributed mostly probably to a lot of young players who yeah. don't have experience playing deep into September baseball because you know the minor league season, especially for you know single A and double A, ends a lot earlier than you know the major league baseball season and so you especially see in august and september you saw it uh, i'm just basically going off my rangers experience i'm going to throw ezekiel duran under the bus this is the longest you know he's ever played consistently you know he hasn't played from april or you know february when spring training starts all the way up until september and you definitely saw that drop off towards the end and you could probably attribute a lot of that to cincinnati Teams in the National League that disappointed. I think we would be remiss to to not mention the San Diego Padres yep. and how they are not going to be playing in the postseason. Padres, the Mets, right? The Mets, the, Mets, the Cardinals. The, yeah, two of the 
top three payrolls in the league both missing out by by a long stretch too right yeah and that just shows that money and paying players isn't everything you got to have good chemistry as a team you have to be able to consistently play well on every side of the you know offense defense pitching got to be able to do it all and the Padres were very individual they took very individual based at bats not as a they didn't take team at bats Mm -hmm. that's what I noticed yeah, uh, the Padres finished 82 and 80 with a run differential of plus 104. Diamond the Diamondbacks who finished 2 games ahead of them in the wild card who will, who made the postseason a negative 15 run differential. And I know run differential isn't, you know, the end all be all stat for how a baseball season goes, but it certainly is an indication that the Padres are I mean Every time I look at the Padres, I'd be like, "All right, look at them. You know, they're a good baseball. They're a good baseball team that doesn't win games. It's it's a weird. It's weird. It doesn't make any sense. That's how baseball goes." Uh, but I think transitioning into our our preview, which we'll get to in a little bit, I really like this postseason field, top to bottom. I think there's a lot of fun teams, a lot of good storylines to root for uh, in the National League. It's always fun when you get those teams that sh- have struggled, uh, Marlins especially. M- yep, who have struggled. And, you know, don't win a lot, and they're here with a seat at the table to, you know, win the whole thing. And that's a lot of fun to root for because it's while it is fun watching the good teams like the Braves and the Dodgers and the Cardinals and all those teams, you know, consistently be good and feel the good teams, it's fun when the little guys get, you know, a, 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 bite, a bite at some of that food. Yep, exactly. Well, well, now just kind of wrapping that up, up next we've got to look ahead to the AO wild card and the NO wild card. We're going to give our thoughts on those wild card series and also give our picks to some of the AL and NL pennant winners that we foresee going to the World Series. But you're listening to Riff Ram Review here on 88.7 The Choice, your choice for college radio. Hi, I'm Kelly Clarkson, and I've toured the country dozens of times, and there's one thing every state has in common, childhood hunger. The sad truth is that 17 million kids don't know where their next meal is coming from or if it's even coming at all. Yet there are billions of pounds of surplus food around the country at farms and warehouses that could help end this injustice. But all that food is useless if it doesn't get where it needs to go. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers surplus food and gets it to hungry kids before it goes to waste. But they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank. Find out how at feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together we're Feeding America. To help solve hunger in your community and to find your local food bank, visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody, to the Riff Ram Review here on 88.7 The Choice, your choice for college radio. We just got finished talking about how we all got here to this postseason. We went over the postseason picture gave our thoughts on some of the teams and how they ended their seasons, but now it's time to get into the nitty-gritty making our picks for the AL and NL wildcard and also looking ahead to some of the AL or NL teams that we think might make it to the World Series. But we'll just start local, talk about the Texas Rangers. Obviously came second due to to the Houston Astros having that tiebreaker over the Rangers in the AL West, but the Rangers are slated to go down to Florida and Tampa Bay and play the Tampa Bay Rays, who are a very exciting team. But this is definitely going to be a tough situation for the Rangers who are coming off. You know, they, they, they've got some pitchers that are maybe just just not at their most fit point right now. Well, when their arms don't work, I'd say that they're, 
<laughs> they're yeah. not at their most fit point at all. Uh, game one is tomorrow. It is the first game of the playoffs at 2.08 Central Time. Uh, we'll see the lefty Jordan Montgomery, who the Rangers acquired from the Cardinals at the trade deadline, face Tyler Glass now, certainly a formidable opponent. Uh, that 12-6 curveball his is nasty. It's going to be a good one. Uh, both players with sub-4 ERAs. Glass now obviously has been a staple, a really, really good pitcher, win healthy for for quite some time. And Montgomery has had a, a really good couple of seasons, and he's been the best pitcher since the trade deadline for the Rangers. So he's uh, certainly throwing – both teams are throwing their best arms out there, I believe. Uh, the question is for Texas, I think, and Zion, I'll, I'll let you piggyback off of this, is – how deep can he go, and then how fresh does that bullpen stay throughout the entirety of the series? Because there's only a couple of arms back there that you really trust to get really big outs. Yeah, it's unfortunate that you don't have all your arms healthy because you could use some of those starters in the bullpen. You know, John Gray and Max Scherzer will obviously not be available, so you can't go to guys you know that you were hoping could that were starters could pitch in the bullpen. Yeah, I think Montgomery's going to have to go seven innings, like at in six at the least, hopefully seven. And really, Jose Leclerc has been the most consistent bullpen option. You just hope that he can, you know, close things out and Aroldis Chapman doesn't walk anybody because the minute he walks somebody, that's where things kind of get... We're off the rails and we're gone. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's where things get into trouble here. But it's it's really tough for the Rangers considering the circumstances. You were hoping for Game 1 ALDS at home. I bought tickets for ALDS Game 1. <laughs> Didn't quite happen that way. So it's, you know, you have to pivot. You have to pivot really fast because you play tomorrow. So, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they Bruce Bochy manages the bullpen. It's, yeah, it's going to be important for the offense to step up, right? The offense struggled against Seattle in the last four games whenever they were needed you know, to come up big. Uh, and they're going to have to do so against a really good Tampa Bay Rays pitching staff. Glass now is very good. Everyone knows that. And it's going to be important for them to get to him early because the bullpen behind him is great. Tampa is uh, fifth in the majors in bullpen ERA 3.86 uh, so far this season over uh, uh, over a thousand innings of work. So they're, they're going to have to bear down against a team that's going to throw their best arms out there and uh, if there's anyone I trust to you know get the best out of his team it's Kevin Cash right. over there in the uh, of the dugout for for the Rays so it's going to be important for Montgomery to get outs uh, quickly that's what that's another key for him is you can't have lengthy at bats because you're not going to get deep in the game and and once they start seeing him a couple times to the order he's a guy who pitches to contact obviously and uh I expect I expect this for any team, but I expect Bochy to have a pretty quick leash on any of the guys he throws out there. And maybe not Montgomery to a certain extent, but especially in a series where you lose the first game, you give yourself a, a very big disadvantage. I'd expect there to be a, a quick hook on, on anybody. And he's he's been known to do that all season long. Yeah. If, if you're the Rangers in this scenario, you don't have time to get hot. You need to go into Tampa game one and and strike it fast. I mean— Especially this game one, right? It's 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 a wild card series. You're playing all three down in Tampa. You know the you know the Rays fans are going to pack the um, um, Tropicana. It's going to be a crazy environment. Rangers need that game one win, especially with their pitching matchups that we might look ahead, you know, or the, or that 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 the Rangers might have going into that game two or game three scenario. I mean, this game one, obviously, it's important. What are you guys hoping to see from the team to to, to just get off onto that right foot? I think I'm hoping to see 
the offense, like you mentioned, start off quickly because that w- that's sort of the problem sometimes is that, you know, Marcus Simeon might hit a leadoff home run, but then the rest of the guys, it sort of takes them a while to get there. So it's important that they start off fast. You get good outing, a good outing from Jordan Montgomery. Unfortunately, the last time they faced, the only time they faced Tyler Glass now this season, he went six innings, one hit, one run, six strikeouts. But that was back in June. Lots changed. He has almost an ERA close to five in the month of September. He struggled a little bit. So you got to get that bullpen working early. And, you know, you're really hoping that that top of the lineup can come through. You you expect it to and hope the rest of the guys can can step up. And you may need some speed on the base pass. Yep. Expect maybe Leody Tavares, Evan Carter, if they get on base, to try and swipe it back because every run's going to be critical. You kind of mentioned it there, uh, Zion, but if you can get to, and this goes for both teams, you get to both uh, teams starter quickly, there's not enough time for that starter to figure out in a postseason game, so they're going to go to the bullpen, right? And if in game one of a three-game series, potentially just a two-gamer, right? If you can get to, and this applies to the regular season as well, but if you can get to that bullpen and and make them eat up some arms, you put yourself in a good position if you can win that game to where they're shorthanded going into game two. So that is the goal, obviously, for Texas. In game two, Texas has not announced their starter yet, but I, I believe, and I think a consensus among a lot of people, and I believe that it will probably be this is Nathan Evaldi will start game two. He'll be opposed by Zach Eflin, who they picked up at the trade deadline from the Guardians, who's had a very good season yeah and and talking about that with with Nathan Evaldi you know possibly starting that game two I mean this season firstly the Rangers have gone four and three against the Rays you guys lost a three-game series uh two to one and then you guys swept them when you guys were at home and in both of those series Nathan Evaldi was a constant winner he was the one guy that pitched that won in both of those series and not saying it's going to be an automatic victory but and history tells us that Avaldi has success against these Tampa Bay Rays. Now, if you guys lose game one, at least you have that confidence going into game two. But right, just like you said, though, for the Rangers, it's not just about winning game one, but it's how much, how many shots can you take at that bullpen and get them tired for that rest of the series? Because no matter what, game two is going to be tough. Game two, it, it, game one might be the most critical game, but game two might be the hardest to get through for 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 both teams. But well, well yeah, because you're either your your back is either against the wall where you're facing a winner go home situation, or they are, and they're going to fight for everything because they know if they lose, their season's over. So it, you're right, it's it's tough, especially this is. I like this more than the one game wild card. Yep. I think me I think, too. Right, yeah, I like it, but. It is. It's still very. It's still not a lot of baseball because you just played 162 games and your season comes down to a best two out of three series. I mean, it's such a small sample size. It's. It feels a little unfair, right? It feels like we should play a, game, a best out of 50, but I don't know. It, it's. 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 It's a lot of stress that I have not used to having in this this time of month uh, for a very long time. So I think we'll leave it. I'll, I'll leave it at this for the Rangers in Tampa. In their World Series runs in 2010 and 2011, they started each of those runs in the ALDS against the Rays and went 5-0. and Can it happen again? We'll see. What are your guys' picks? We'll see. Do you want to do, do that? Talk. I guess we should we pick them as we go? Pick them as we go. Yeah, yeah, pick them as we go. So I'll, I'll open it up to you guys first. Could be just because you guys are the Ranger fans. I'm going to go Rangers in a 2-1 to win. Andrew Heaney with a CG in Game 3. I don't know. But I think the Rangers, uh, this is just my heart 
tell my brain what to do. But I, I think the Rangers pull this one out and go on to Baltimore. Yeah, it's hard to pick against the Rangers when it's been so long. And I'm not going to do it. I'm taking the Rangers. <laughs> that's right. That's uh, right here. In two games. I think they can do it. And they'll move on to Baltimore. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> you can do it, man. It's okay. It's fine. It's, okay. Okay. It, it, it's tough. I'm, I'm, I'm caught in between two, two minds here, right? I want to see the Rays do well. They're just a team that they've, they full, and, and, and this isn't to say the Rangers don't deserve to be here, but the Rays deserve ev- everything that they've gotten up Absolutely. to this point. I'd love to see them make a run. But then again, I feel like, at least as an A's fan, and this can mean whatever to anyone else, but I want to see the AL West be properly, um, what's the word, properly represented. represented in the playoffs, right? I want people to still think, hey, AL West is one of, in my opinion, one of the, the more competitive divisions in the league despite you know the A's going 50 and 112 I would like to see the Rangers go through I think it'd be great because this is their first time in there since 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 what is it 2016 2016. right so I'll take the Rangers 2-1 um I I I don't know if they if they will win game one though that's what's going to be tough but I'll take Rangers 2-1 would really like to see them play the Orioles I think that'd be one heck of a game it'll be fun and you know by the time we talk to y'all again on Wednesday, we'll know. We'll we might know. We might know. Well, Good or yeah, bad. <laughs> could, yeah, we'll we'll we'll, learn, we'll know where we're at. Yep, yep. But anyways, now switching gears, looking at the other side of the AL wild card picture, we've got the um. Oh my gosh, I Blue just, Jays. Yeah, the Blue Jays. I was gonna say the Tampa Bay Blue Jays. Tampa Bay Blue. Well, Sorry. they wanted to go to Canada. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Toronto Blue Jays, the number six seed, taking on and traveling to Minnesota to play the Minnesota Twins, who are the third seed. That should be a solid series. Kevin Godman was announced as the starter. He went 12-9 with a 3.16 ERA, going up against Pablo Lopez, who had himself a really solid year as well, 11-8, 3.66. That should be a great first game. You know, just like we said, I mean, this this Blue Jays team is going to be excited to be back in the postseason. I mean, just like you said, you got Vladdy. You got guys like Matt Chapman, who has been on a bit of a poor streak for the for the majority of this season, but there's always a good time to get hot. You have a decent-looking pitching staff, and tossing out a guy like Kevin Gosman, who's been pretty much lights out all season, you got to have some confidence going into Minnesota. They're a team that's looking to avenge a pretty embarrassing uh, wild-card series loss last year to the Mariners. So they're definitely there's definitely some motivation for them on that, and they're a team that I believe and last year were favored to win the World Series going into the season. Yeah, so they were my pick. They they were very talented. You know, I, I thought that they had a, a, a very good shot at it, and obviously they they fell short. But this team is is looking to prove something. They're a young group of guys who have another year of experience under their belt, and they play in a vaunted division. I think if you place the Blue Jays in the Central, they win it easily. I know that because they finished with two. They finished with a better record than the than the Twins. Uh, but I, I think that I even I would, might even go as far as if you can if you place the Blue Jays in any other division in in the league that they can give whoever won that division, maybe except for the Braves and the Dodgers. But maybe even the Dodgers, who knows, a pretty good shot or just a pretty good challenge. I'm not saying they're going to win it, but they give them a pretty good challenge. It's unfortunate that they're in the East and they finished third, even though they had a very, very good season. They have a very good team. But it's going to be fun. Gosman, Lopez, that might be the pitching matchup of the yep. of game one. Yep. Uh, across of everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm really excited to see that. And the uh, the Twins are highlighted by those two guys with Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray. 
the yep ian with the fist bump um sunny gray and and lopez i think are definitely one of the more formidable one-two punches in major league baseball when it comes to being at the top of your rotation so that's going to be the big thing for minnesota is i'm not very confident in their offense i'm more confident in their pitching staff whereas toronto I'm not as confident in their pitching staff, but I'm more confident in their offense and their bullpen. So that's really an interesting dynamic that I'm curious to see. You yeah, think, and you, you think it's a something's got to give series? Yeah, something's got to give, and I I don't know. We'll we'll get into that in a second for for predictions. But. Yeah, and and kind of just going off of that, right? You have Kevin Gosman going out as your game one starter, then you look at game two. You have a couple options. You say Kikuchi, and. Ryu, uh, Jose Barrios, and, oh, and Jose Ryu. Barrios. actually, yeah, and, and Ryu. actually, I think it would be Chris Bassett. But yeah, also yeah. Chris Bassett Could is also a really be. good shout. I think I think Chris Bassett is probably the more consistent pitcher. Yeah. This is my my Oakland A's bias aside. I think he's he's a pitcher that has pitched in these scenarios before. He's been in these situations when he was with Oakland. He did it when he was with the Mets last year. Um, I think he got to go with Bassett or Barrios. You say Kikuchi just consistently underwhelming throughout his career. Same thing with Hyunjin Ryu at, after he left the Dodgers and things like that. But but yeah, I mean, who do you guys think might be get might be tossed out for this game two against Sonny Gray? Uh, I think y'all are probably right with Bassett, yeah. but I think if Barrios pitched, it'd be a lot of fun because you get to see him face the team that traded him to the Blue yeah. Jays, and I think that's oh, a really yeah, that's good storyline. So oh. uh, and and Barrios when he is on, he's really good, and that's the same for any of those pitchers that you just mentioned. When when Ryu is on, he's great. When Kikuchi is on, he's pretty good, right? And same with uh, same with Chris Bassett and same with Jose Barrios. So yeah. I, I certainly think that there's a lot of options that they could go. And in fact, you know, if they went with a combination of two of those guys, right, because it's a three-game series, you just got to throw everything against the wall, right? If you if you piggyback Barrios with Ryu, I think that's a perfectly fine combination. Yep. yep. Now, what are the picks? Toronto... Number six seed going into Minnesota, definitely going to be a fun environment up there in the Twin Cities. Who gets through? Unfortunately, the Twins are going to have to face that curse will continue because I think the Blue Jays win. I think their offense does enough. Their pitching, starting pitching gets by, handed over to the bullpen where I think they're very strong in that area. I'm picking Toronto to win in three. So you think that the but the the thing is, do you think that the, you think the Twins win a game and finally get over, just win a game yeah. in the postseason? Yes, but <laughs> not <laughs> not okay. Not winning the series is yeah. more so what I meant. Yeah, but I yeah, the, that, the curse they, is that they haven't won a game. I yeah. think they yeah. might take that. Who the the, the Twins. Twins fans? I think like, hey, at least winning. We got game. the monkey off our back. Now we can go yeah. and win the thing. I'm going to pick the Twins. I'm going to go for it. I think that they can do it. I think if there's a team uh, that. I think I think it's going to be because I trust that one-two punch yeah. way more, and I think that they can stifle any offense in this league. Yeah. Pablo Lopez is fantastic, and Sonny Gray is having a fantastic season as well. And then if it does get to a game three, John Ryan is good as is, is yeah. just as good of a guy you can throw out there for game three as anybody. So uh, I'm going to go with the Twins. I think the offense can do just enough mm-hmm. to get them over the edge. You certainly don't trust them, you know, to. Going forward after that, yeah, but I think yeah. they can do just enough. It's it's a it's a three game series. You throw yep. baseball is so unpredictable. You never know what's going to happen, and I think that the Twins win it in three, mostly because I th- I trust those three pitchers that I just mentioned. Yeah, um, I'm I'm with you. 
everything you said is exactly how I felt. I think Twins are going to win this series. You know, con- contrary to, you know, like Blue Jays have the bats, maybe not the best pitching, but Minnesota Twins kind of right that that uh, that balance. exact opposite, but a bit more balance, right? I'm excited. I I think. I, I really believe the Twins are going to surprise the Blue Jays in Game 1, and then I think Sonny Gray is going to shove on Game 2. That's just me. Again, all bias aside. All bias aside. Everybody knows I'm not biased. It's a tough series to pick. So. It is. It, it is, is a tough series. But but so overall, we've made our picks for the AL wild card. Now looking way ahead. These are, are you know way too early. Maybe not way too early. But who's going to represent the American League in the World Series this season? The Baltimore Orioles are going to represent yes. the American League this season. I, even if it comes at the expense of the Texas Rangers, I, the the Orioles as well as the Twins and the Rays are two or three teams that I would be very happy to root for to win this whole thing. But I think that the Orioles just got the vibes. I'm writing purely up vibes. I don't have yep. anything analytical to say about this. It is pure vibes yep. that they're going to go and ride this wave all the way to a commissioner's trophy. I agree. I'm I'm again, I'm exactly <laughs> with you. I'm I'm picking the Orioles all the way. I'm excited about this team. I really am. And what Baltimore just signed a new 30-year deal to keep Camden Yards, you know, and and that, you know, that being their shame. I'm excited, man. Seriously. Whoever's in Baltimore, Go, go at go it. Go party enjoy it at Camden. It. Seriously, enjoy it. This, this is going to be a fun ride this year. So for me, I'm going to take the Houston... Psych, I'm not taking the Astros. Oh, he faked us out. <laughs> I'm taking the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> yeah, consensus. Yeah, though. I mean, I just don't... Like, as much as I want to... People might just want to take Houston because of their past success. I don't think their starting pitching is good enough to win a best-of-seven series. I really don't. And they've been pretty streaky. They got here. They know how to win, but there's just, like you said, Seth, something just about that Baltimore team. I really like them. I think that if the Rangers play Baltimore, that's a probably a five-game series maybe, I think, depending on who comes back. But I, I like Baltimore. It's yeah. fun. I, I, I hope this happens. Well, I, I hope that the Rangers win the World Series or represent the American League. Yes. But if that does not happen, I really hope this happens. Yep. yep. No, I think, I mean, Orioles are just such a fun team to watch. I won't parade that anymore. We, we you know. Seems like we're a bunch of little bird fans here right now, but <laughs> but no, it's it's good, you know. Um, really excited for this AL um, wild card series, and then for the rest of the playoffs. Obviously, I mean, how can you not be excited about postseason baseball? Now, before we switch gears, I got a little little fun, you know, wrinkle game to 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 play with you guys. So, okay, okay. each team in the playoffs this season has at least one player on their forty man roster that is a former Oakland Athletic. <sighs> That's brutal. Y'all have done it. Y'all, y'all are gonna win. We a World have made Series. it to the playoffs. One of y'all, one of the <laughs> <laughs> we will be represented at some capacity. Someone will get a ring from exactly. that is in Oakland A. Exactly. So the game is: I present the team, you tell me the player. Okay. Do, is this points? Do or do we each do we buzz in or or what are we gonna do in here? I think we'll just. Go, I think you guys we'll work just, together. Yeah, we'll, we'll work. work. Some together. of these will be okay. tough. We'll go okay. through every team. Hopefully, it won't take too long. But we'll go through every team. You know, like all night. But. Yeah, so starting off, Philadelphia Phillies. And if you guys want any hints, I can give you guys some hints. I think the National League is where I'm going to struggle the most with this. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to assume Christian Pache. Christian Pache. Is he on, is he on the is roster? He on the roster? Yep, he's the one player on yeah. the Phillies. Okay, we got it. Woo! Ding, ding, ding. Ooh. All right. If I, I don't, I'm not in the studio, so I can't press a fun little sound yeah. effect. So we're just going to have to manufacture those on our own. 
All right, now going ahead, switching to AL, the Toronto Blue Jays. They have three players. Chris they have ba- three players. Chris Bassett. Matt Chapman. One more. Yeah. Those are correct, correct? I'll be, yes, those are correct. Honestly, this guy, I didn't even know. Sorry. I you just, can't be peeking, man. I, I didn't see it, so I didn't, but I don't know. You didn't even know? I, I didn't even know, but this guy's batting 380 this year and 50 at-bats. Okay, he played six games for us. Oh, just And six. we got him at the deadline last year, so. At the deadline last yeah. year? Yeah. I know. That's crazy. Give us a, give, is, that your, is that the hint that you're willing to give? No, I mean I can help you guys out a little more. I you guys did, won't get them though. Did I'm looking at the Blue Jays roster. Tyler Heineman. I don't know why. No. That oh, like is it? A, he has a he. His first name is a very famous uh, Mr. Cub. Mr. Mr. Cub. Who's Mr. Cub? Oh come on. All right, give it to us. Who is it? Ernie Clement or Ernie Clement? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea who that is. He's no. not on the four. He's not on their active roster right now, so that's why. Oh, is he oh. on the forty man? Yes. Okay. Okay. No, okay. Yes. Okay. So, shame on you guys okay. for not getting that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. <laughs> but yeah, Chris Bassett, Matt Chapman, and Ernie Clement. Now moving on to the Arizona Diamondbacks. This is a tough one. Nope. I I can just flat out say it. Well, if you guys I want. give give me a shot. Give me a shot. Give me a shot. Give me a shot. Give you me want a position? Yeah. All right, third baseman. Third baseman, baby. Yeah, I'm blinking. Uh, is he on the active roster or is he on the 40-man? Man, I don't know. You got to give All me 40-man. Right, just who is it? Jace Peterson. Uh, I okay. think I would have got there eventually. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Prob- maybe, yeah. Maybe. Okay. Anyway. It's, it's, I, knew, I know who that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was relevant, uh, you know, years back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Baltimore Orioles, our... AL representative. We should know this a lot more since they're our pick to yeah pick to pick to win this whole sucker. There's three of them. Three of them. All of which are pitchers. Uh, we got Shintaro Fujinami. Yes. Yep. 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 All three are pitchers. All three are pitchers. Okay. There's a two reliever. relievers. There's a, I know. I know. I know. Okay. Shintaro being one of them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna ki- I'm gonna kick myself because I I see his face right yep. now. Oh, I see it. He was a starter. Yeah, he was I a really good. Pro- he was a good prospect for y'all. Yeah, for, everyone was a good prospect he was a, for us. He was really touted. Everyone was really excited for his abilities in the big at the big league level. I cheated, but Cole Irvin. Cole mm-hmm. Irvin. 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 Not, not that I looked it up, but I, I have the Orioles roster, and I, I saw Cole. You guys can't be looking that up. Uh, is, you can't look up the rosters? Well, oh, okay. oh. No, no, no. The whole game is just the whole mind. Oh, just guessing? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so Using who, rosters don't count, guys. Okay, Come so on. who's in the So you did cheat. I did cheat, then, I guess. <laughs> yep. Mr. Houston Astro. Yeah. <laughs> did right. 17 points. Who's the third? Yeah. Danny Colomb. Oh, okay. Danny Cologne. Yep. I'm just, you know, we both knew Fujinami because he's the best Oakland A of the past 20 years, in yep. my opinion. Yep, yep, yep. It's exactly. fun, at least. All right, now this one you guys should get. Okay, you're Texas Rangers. Who I'm, from the Oakland Athletics? Now, we 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 did this a little while ago. Like, you, you prefaced this game a little while ago, and I know all three, but Zion seemed to only know two of them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to name the two that I think Zion knows. Mm-hmm. It is Jonah Heim. Yep. And oh, who, oh, I'm blanking. Oh no, I'm blanking. Who is it? He hit 40 home runs for the Blue Jays. I know Jays. it's Marcus Simeon. <laughs> yeah, Marcus Simeon. Uh, okay, who's the other one, Zion? Because I know who it is. Um, this is your guy. This is your. This guy. is your guy. He hits in the three hole frequently. Nathaniel Lowe played for the A's. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what no was? more hints. No more hints. That's, he's just your guy. He's your guy. in the three hole sometimes. 
Most of the time. Not most of the time. Well, he's your guy when you're at Ranger games. Robbie Grossman? <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, Nathaniel Loden plays it. Oh, Robbie Grossman. Yes, that is yes. my guy. Yeah. I've been to several Ranger games, and he hits. He goes off every time I go. So that's the context behind that. Wow, okay, Robbie Grossman. All right. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. He does hit in the three-hole. Yeah, he does. He does. He does. Yep. All right, Milwaukee Brewers. They have the most Oakland Athletics, former Oakland Athletics. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Four. I have no idea. Four. Uh, Mark Hanna. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh Donaldson. I forgot about him. The uh, other two are relievers. Oh, boy. So that's going to be tough. Yeah. If you guys want, I can just toss yeah, them just to give us Andrew little... Chafin. Yeah. Played for the second half of the season yeah. back in 2020. 2021? I think it's 2020. Um, and then Joel Piamps. Joel Piamps was with the A's this year. Then he all of a sudden he was gone. And then <laughs> I see him now. He's with the Brewers. I have no idea who that human being is. Yeah, you know, I mean, he, he gave up a fair amount of runs with us. And, but, you know, it's okay. He's in the playoffs now. Um, Tampa Bay, moving on there, to a reliever and a catcher that maybe was the original Shohei Otani when he was back with the Padres. What? <laughs> Who is it? What? So Jake Diekman, the lefty. Oh! Rangers legend Jake Diekman. Yep. But Christian Bethencourt. Oh, my goodness. Oh my, did he pitch? He pitched. He came up as a pitcher for the Padres, and then he also came in and pitched like 90 miles an hour, 95 for the A's Jeez. last season. For as like a position player pitching. Yeah, yeah, I because mean, we're losing by so much. How, we yeah. still have like a lot of teams. So we? we got one, two, three, four, five. These ones oh. will go by quicker, though. Okay. okay. Minnesota, we have one. Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray. The other one, Emilio Pagan. All right. Okay, okay. okay. Another, another reliever. Okay. Miami. Oh, okay, A.J. Puck. Uh, still, nope, he's not on the team. Jesus Lazardo. Jesus Lazardo. Is that it? There's one more. There's one more. Yep, yep, yep. Is it a pitcher? No, he's not. He's an infielder. Likes to bat without batting gloves. Jake Berger. No. <laughs> Joey Wendell. Joey oh, Wendell. Oh, my goodness. I'm just finding out all these players played for Oakland. Yep. All right. Houston Astros, there's one. He's a closer. He's basically been everywhere in the AL West, aside from the Dodgers and the Rangers. Presley? No. Oh, not Montero. No, it's not Montero because he played for the Rangers. Yeah, no, no. He's not their closer. Went though. to Chicago for a little bit. Kendall, Gra- oh, 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 Kendall Graveman. Graveman. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Graveman. Graveman. Dodgers. They got two former Oakland Athletics. Max Muncy. Max Muncy won. And closer. I like to call him Lord Zod just because he looks like Lord Zod from uh, Superman. <laughs> Who is it? Blake Trinan. Oh, Blake Trinan. <laughs> I don't think he does. He does. If, if you look at his, his facial hair. Yeah. Okay. All right, last but not least, the Atlanta Braves. There's so many. There's three. Okay, Matt Sean Olson. Murphy. Matt Olson. And a player. A 40-year-old reliever. A 40-year-old reliever. Recently. Darren O'Day. Is he still, no. still kicking it? Recently, he skipped out on using the bullpen cart. And everyone was... Was, I have no idea. People did people enjoy that about him? Yes, they really enjoyed. He wears glasses. Him. Jesse Chavez. Yes. Oh, Jesse Chavez. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep. All right. Yep. So, so there's there's the uh, Oakland Athletics uh, representation. Pitch, Jesse Chavez is going to pitch until he's fifty. Yeah, probably. probably yeah. <laughs> he won the world. He he was a World Series champion in 2021. Yeah, that's Good crazy. Him. Good for him. That's crazy. But anyways, that was just a little, I don't know even if that was fun for you guys. It was fun it for was me. Fun. <laughs> yeah, it was I don't, fun. Is it fun? It feels like it's, it's more sad. pain. It's yeah. fun for me. No, I'm happy. I, I want to see all these guys win a ring, you know? 
I'm happy. We're happy so. for you. Anyways, moving on you, now. You have the best odds of being happy at the end of this. I do. I know someone's going to win it. I hope it's not Jace Peterson or Christian Pache, though. <laughs> someone else. <laughs> someone, I hope it's someone else, <laughs> yeah. frankly. But anyways, going over to the National League wildcard picture, we got a couple games on hand. Number three, Milwaukee Brewers won the NL Central. They'll be hosting the Arizona Diamondbacks. That'll be a fun one. Um, I can't remember when that game is. Is that tomorrow? They're all tomorrow. Yeah, they're all tomorrow. tomorrow. Okay, all four. Okay. Brandon Fott is taking on Corbin Burns. Brandon Fott, 3-9, and nine, 5.72 ERA. He's a young pitcher, 24 years old. This was... This was his first season, correct? Or? Yes, okay. this is his rookie year. And the only reason he's pitching in this game is because the Diamondbacks really front-loaded their rotation yeah. for this Astros series this past uh, weekend. And they lost. And they lost all three. They went Gallon, Kelly, and then they gave up the last game. So they didn't matter. But it, it's set up to where it's going to be fought for this game. A rookie who was a 5.72 ERA over mm-hmm. his 18 starts. Yep. And then you're going to have to wait for Gallon, who is a top five pitcher in the league, in my opinion, to go until game two. And you don't know what's going to happen because in game one, the Brewers are throwing out there Corbin frickin' Burns. And Corbin frickin' Burns can burn you real bad. Yeah. I don't have much to say about this series. I think Milwaukee—I'm just going to—I think Milwaukee's going to win both of them. I just don't—I think they're going to— smoke Arizona in the first game and Zach Gallon's a great pitcher and I don't I'm not sure who they'll pitch in game two but I think Milwaukee they're it's interesting they're starting Josh Donaldson who struggled so much with the Yankees and now he's been batting fifth for them or sixth and they're a playoff team like that's, That's fascinating. People don't seem to like him very much, though. Yeah, but it's been, yeah. but it's been. <laughs> That's you know, the good consensus. To, yeah, not not many people like him, but it's been good to see kind of a revival with Christian Yelich, absolutely having a bounce back season. Yep. And I think Milwaukee's got a good bullpen, and I think they're going to cruise through and this. They, and they got a great manager, Craig Council's. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, Craig, job. Craig Council's a wonderful manager, and and again, I'm I'm kind of with you guys there. I I think, I think the Brewers are going to take care of business. Um, I think you will get a—if you're the Diamondbacks, you're hoping to get a decent start from Brandon Fott. But I think what's going to happen is that he's only going to go maybe four innings, and then you're going to have to use a lot of bullpen arms, especially just—he's just, young. He's never been in this scenario before. There's a lot more veterans in that batting order for the Brewers as well that I think will definitely jump on Fott early and take advantage of him. So, I mean— I think we can come to a consensus of who we all think is getting through. It's probably the yeah. Brew Crew. Yeah, Brewers, I think, I don't know. I'm not going to pick a, how many games it is, but I, the Brewers pitching is just great. Uh, they have the best bullpen ERA in the majors at 3.71. Uh, they have great starting pitching as well. And they're just frankly more experienced in this spot than uh, than the uh, the Diamondbacks are. That Diamondbacks pitching staff has never you know, been here. Yeah. Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly are very experienced arms, but they've never been in the postseason. And the, that offense is filled with uh, uh, Alec Thomases and Corbin Carrolls and, and Jordan Lawlers, who've made his debut toward the end of the season. And the guy who has that most experience is Cattell Marte, and he hasn't yeah. been in this spot that often. So it's going to be interesting to see how they respond to that adversity, but I'm going to pick the Brewers mostly based on that experience and just, again, kind of similar to the Twins, this pitching staff is just very good, and I trust them in a spot like this way more than I trust the Diamondbacks. Yep. So, Brew Crew? Yep. Brew Crew, Brew Crew. All right, that's pretty straightforward. Now looking at 
the other side of the NL wildcard picture, Miami Marlins going into Philadelphia. That's going to be hostile territory. That's going to be pretty crazy. Um, game one, Lazardo is on the bump. He went 10-9 and nine this year, 3.93 ERA going up against Zach Wheeler. Obviously a fantastic pitcher who's been in this position, you know, in his career. Um, gosh, was it? I, I can't even remember. Was it last year that it was? Um, yeah, last year was the Astros and the Phillies, right? Yeah. Okay, so with with the one-two punch of Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola, I think this Miami Marlins team is just too young, inexperienced to go up against those two guys, especially three games in Philadelphia. That's going to be pretty tough. It is tough, but I'm going to jump right to the pick for me here. The Marlins are going to win this series. Not because they're better. They're not better. The Phillies are better than them. The Marlins have made the postseason now four times in their existence. The first time, they won the World Series. Was that 01? Or was that 97? Okay. The second time, they won the World Series in 2003. The last time after that was in 2020. During the COVID season, they beat the Braves. In the uh, no, they didn't beat the Braves. They beat the Cubs in the first round. Okay. No one thought they were going to be there, but they won a series, and then here they are now, underdogs once again. No one is going to pick them to win this series, I don't think. But I think that Jake Berger is going to bring the vibes. Jake Berger, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I think that Jake Berger and Luis Arias and Jorge Soler. Uh, this offense is like on paper has some. Names. Oh yeah, they do. Uh, uh, I think. I think. Game one's going to be tough. Obviously, game two, on paper, the Braxton Garrett-Aaron Nola matchup does not inspire confidence. Yeah. But <laughs> but uh, Nola's had a rough year. Yeah. And, and, and and just based on the statistics alone, I haven't been able to watch. I watched a few Braxton Garrett starts, but not a whole bunch. But he's had a pretty good season as well. So I, I am uh, excited to see how this series goes, and I'm picking the Marlins in three. You watching a few Braxton Garrett starts probably more than the average fan. I'll <laughs> yeah. give you that. Uh, yeah, I picked the Marlins to make the wild card when we first one of our first episodes. I agree with Ian. I just don't think they'll have enough. I want the Marlins to win, but I think the Phillies are going to overpower them. I'm just not very confident in a Jesus, Jesus Lazardo Braxton Garrett game one and game two. And I'm not too sure is their bullpen. I don't know how strong their bullpen is. We're going to find out right now. And Their bullpen is comparable to the Rangers' bullpen in terms yep, of the okay. ERA statistics. So the Phillies are going to win these. <laughs> uh, if anything, you know, but yeah, I, I think the Phillies win yep. in two. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, Zion. I think it's just the, I think it's just the veteran presence that you have in Philadelphia, as well as playing three games there. Again, I mean, th- this is just a, a stat I wanted to bring up, but you go ninety and seventy-two, and we feel like at least as an AL, a fan of an AL team, I feel like God, Philadelphia has been in some horrid mess for this whole season. But then they go ninety and seventy-two. It's just that's that's Philadelphia sports fans for you. They coasted to do a, a, a wild card birthday. Seriously, they they did. I didn't realize that they had won ninety games. Right, granted they're you know fourteen behind with the Braves, but that's just because the Braves were ridiculous this season. But I'm taking the Phillies, veteran presence, better pitching staff. A much more, you know, a much more better batting order, especially. I feel like, um, I I would I wouldn't be surprised if this goes to three, but I I wouldn't I would also not be surprised if Phillies take care of this going two zero and sweeping it. Yeah. So is this the first series where we didn't have a consensus, or did we not have one in the uh, Blue Jays Twins series? 
I picked the Blue Jays. Okay, so no, we yeah, didn't have yeah, a consensus yeah, there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We, we've got we got some different picks here. we got some different picks. We, we, different do. Picks. we do. We do. It'll be interesting come Wednesday to, to, to see what has happened or, you know, what is still to come. And we'll certainly talk about that because it's 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 kind of weird. You know, that's what, that's what I was kind of getting at, at at the whole, you know, the series feels very short. Is that by the time we talk to y'all on Wednesday again. None of this will matter. None of, yeah. none of what we said just matters because all these teams, four of these teams could be eliminated in theory yep. yeah. by the time we t- talk to y'all on Wednesday. And that's kind of crazy given how long the Major League Baseball season is. These guys have been working tirelessly since late February all the way to October, and then their season could be decided in the span of 48 hours. It's yeah. it's crazy how the sport works, but that's why we love it, yep. and that's why we're going to be on the edge of our seats every single night, every single afternoon watching these games uh, just play out. Yep. So we picked our AL representative, or the one that we hope gets there, NL. What are we looking at, guys? I think, I mean, I would be a little surprised if, you know, you guys didn't pick this team, the Atlanta Braves, to go to the World Series and, quite frankly, probably win it. They have an unbelievable offense. I mean, this season was just incredible to watch. They have so much depth. And it could be, hey, you know, they're the one seed, and baseball is so unpredictable that a team we never saw coming rises to the occasion and takes this thing. But... The Braves just have too much star power. Yep. It's hard for me to imagine them not making the World Series. Yep. The The Dodgers are a good competitor, and they'll probably play them in the NLCS, yep. most likely, but got the Braves. I agree. You agree? Matt Olson, Sean Murphy, give them some rings, baby. Yes. You're going someone else. I am. The Milwaukee Brewers will play. That was my. That was gonna be my second team. That was gonna be my second team. You know, I was a little. I was about to say what, but I actually could see that. I love Christian Yelich. There was a period of time where I wanted to meet Christian Yelich more than I wanted to meet any other professional athlete. That has since really? passed, but there Dang. was a there was a time in my life. Dang. I think it was 2018. I mean, he was really good in 2018. I hope it was 2018. If it, <laughs> yeah. if it was at any point, I hope it was 2018. <laughs> yeah. But I think that the Brewers, and it really sucks. We got the news before we went on the air here that uh, Brandon Woodruff is not going to be available for the postseason. He is out for the rest of the year, so oh. that really makes this a lot harder, but... I still think that, again, it goes back to my point when we were talking about the American League. If you have a good bullpen, you can figure things out. And that is where the Braves and the Brewers are different. The Braves' bullpen is not that good. Yeah, Their offense is just so good that the bullpen, you know— Is negligible. It doesn't matter, right? I'm basing this purely off of the ERA statistic, which, you know, is just one stat, and you can't, you know, that's not everything. But the Brewers lead the league in bullpen ERA at 3.71 and the Braves uh, 4.15. So uh, take that whoever you will. But I think that the Brewers' pitching is good, and I think that the Braves, you know, could potentially be stymied by them if, that, right. if, that, if that matchup does occur. I like to pick— Yep, it's 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 a solid pick. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I feel like the the Brewers are a team that made some good transactions in the you know at the deadline. They got hot at the end of the season, and they can definitely carry that into the postseason. I mean, really, if if you're a team, if you're one of these teams in the wild card, all you need is just a little spark, yeah. and who knows where that ceiling is. But 
It's, it's, I mean, you're, it's, it's just, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. We've seen crazy, cra- I've oh, seen yeah. crazier things. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, no, really, I mean, this, this postseason is looking like it'll be really exciting. Definitely got a, a good mix of teams, I think we can say, a variety of teams, a variety of storylines. The veteran teams are coming back, but then you also have teams like the Diamondbacks, like the Orioles. Some of that, you know, youngster, you know, swagger about it that is like, hey, I'm excited for this team to come in here. But, we definitely got a great postseason picture on our hands this season in 2023. For everyone listening at home or on the road or even on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or on YouTube, thank you so much for tuning in to another uh, episode of Riff Ram Review. You can hear us live every Wednesday from 6 to 8 p.m. here at 88.7, The Choice on KTCU. Be sure to follow us at Instagram uh, and TikTok at Riff Ram Review and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Riff Ram Review. For Seth Daddle, Zion Trammell, my name's Ian Apeach, and thank you so much for listening, and we will see you guys next time.